Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. All right, everybody, today I have my dear friend, Gail Novak, and we're going to do another buddy time. Aren't you excited? Okay, I'm I so need excited. you to know, I do hear from people, and some people, their favorite of all these episodes is Buddy Time. So Aww. thank you for just always giving your time and doing That's it. So I really cool. do appreciate it. Oh, no, it's my honor. I love yeah. it. So one of the gals that has started kind of binging The Real Deal, <laughs> um, she was a mentee of mine years ago, got engaged in my kitchen, didn't even know her, and just then she was in part of my Bible study. Anyway, the whole deal is that she's just blossomed. She's an amazing woman. She's going to be on The Real Deal soon. But she said, Rachel, sometimes I feel sad because you interview people, not the buddy time, but you interview people, and I never hear from you. And she said, so what I like, and she said, the longer I've been, I realize you do say something sometime and I, I'm looking from your perspective and want your perspective. And of course that was sweet. I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. And then she said, but I do love buddy time because there's the back and forth when Gail asks you things or you ask her. So she came up with this thought and she said, the more she's listened, she realized that it does already have what she was asking. But she said, I'm a young mom, three kids, I'm at home. There's a whole group of us that are either still single or young moms or want to be married or want to know about parenting. And she said, if you guys, specifically buddy time, if you and Gail could ever just share some of your nuggets or things that you have that you could pass on to my generation, she said, I am sad that we aren't always encouraged to have those older women in our lives. So she specifically asked for some sort of like Titus 2, you know, in the scriptures, it says that the older women will teach the younger women. And so she just was asking me and I got to thinking about it. And so can we do that as part of buddy time for a few of these? Maybe we'll do a series. Are you in for that? I think it's awesome. And I think it's so, well, what an honor, first of all, that she'd want to hear wisdom or our experiences, or maybe just things that we did that we wished we hadn't that they could learn yeah. from. And I agree. I have uh, three girls in their 20, 20s and 30s and all of their friends, and they, they're they hungry. They're mm-hmm. hungry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the churches that um, they're going to are, are very young yeah, and don't have older married women that have been married 30 years and have experience that they could share and wisdom and correction and encouragement. Cause I remember it being very exhausting. I never mm-hmm. lived around parents, never lived around grandparents and always was kind of on my own. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And I'm glad you're up for it because I know that you have a heart for that age group. I have a heart for that age group. If we're in a room full of people, we will sort of gravitate to them and we'll hang out with them a little bit. Maybe, please, I just want, you know, but anyway. It's because I think I'm 39. Yeah, exactly. I turned 57, but I think I'm 39 (laughs) and I think I'm still kind of cute and fun. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Don't we fit with you girls? But so then she said, so I think you should just get some questions. And so, of course, I threw it on general social media and you don't get a lot of people answering back because it's just one of those polls or whatever. But I did reach out and I I was surprised at how many questions some of these young gals that I know in my life have asked. So how about if we, from time to time, just pull a question and we can say who it's from. I think everybody I asked said we could use their name. We don't have to. And we'll just talk about something. But I I think it has some value. And both of us have something 
something to say. I would want to interject this because it's out there in the airwaves and people, there's a footprint to these things. People can listen at any point in time. I believe God knows when someone is listening to this. Mm -hmm. And so whether it airs at a certain time or three years later, somebody listens to the real deal, God is still speaking. And I think there's value. But I also, I don't want anything to be a formula. As a young mom and as a young person, I think sometimes I gravitated to formulas so that they could help me. And I think that can be based in a spirit of religion. Mm -hmm. So I just, I want to say, we're just saying some things testimony-wise that have helped us. We don't think we have all the right answers. Mm -hmm. And I think anytime somebody really gravitates toward right and wrong, it might be detrimental anyway. So let's just say we have some experience that we'll share. Does does that sound fair? Nuggets. Mm -hmm. You use the word nuggets, Gail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yep. Let's give them some nuggets that, yeah, I think that sounds like a really fun thing and useful. And and my way is not the only way. It's sure. a way. Your way is not the only way. And I think we we value the groups that we were always around. And when you lived here, we saw that we don't all do things the same. Mm-hmm. You can get a you can get the outcome you're looking for without doing the exact same method. So what's the heart? So anyway, before we dive into a question, how are you? I literally haven't talked to you and you've had a lot going on. I have had a ton going on. Um, I don't know the last time that we talked or if it even matters because I'm not sure when this will air, but I went and did two weeks of training in Virginia for Crisis Response International and I'm now- That's so you. Did did it feel you like this is me? It was so hard and so good and so challenging, but now I am a first responder chaplain for that organization and will be deployed for- Hurricanes, tornadoes, hurricanes, tornadoes, fires. It could be a shooting. It could be anything where where there's a crisis response team needed, and I'll have the position of chaplain. So I'm super excited about that. And that's so you, Gail. Crisis Response International is is faith based, and they love Jesus, and and we want to go and be the hands and feet, but we also want to minister to their their souls and their hearts, and bring them comfort and encouragement and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So I've just been buying gear and getting ready to be deployed. And it's like, you want to be deployed, but then you don't want to be deployed because right. something bad has happened, but then you want to go because you want to be there for the people. So, and as an empty nester, I can do that now. So super excited about that. And then went and spoke in Michigan with my friend, Ann Ashton, who's a prophetic artist. And we did a a conference for a, a small group of women, um, actually at my friend's barn where she has oh, neat. a group of women that get together and pray every week. And then, you know, Kim and yeah. How great is that? That sweet, intimate time of like actually being able to really get into hearts. You love that too. Totally got into hearts, shared my rainbow talk about friendship and, um, introduced the prophetic and just how to do popcorn prophetic and treasure hunts and share words with people hearing on their behalf from the Lord, which was super fun right. and exciting and a stretch for some of them. And then she did prophetic art where they were painting on canvases and hearing God. It was beautiful. And then went to Montana with friends mm. and hiked the hardest hike I've ever done. Like wow. it was like up three miles and down three miles. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't breathe. And, um, at first I, it triggered some things. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm a burden. I'm slowing them down. I'm too fat. I mean, I had so many co- condemning conversations and stuff my in your head to get past. Yeah. And then finally 
Liz is like, nope, we're a team. We can do this. It's going to be great. We're going to take 30 steps and then we'll stop and we'll take 30. And she just like helped me. And then I got over the emotional that I'm dead weight thing. Mm. And I was like, I'm doing this. And then I felt so accomplished when I got to the top. And then it was a six hour hike. So three hours up and almost three hours down. So maybe an hour 50 down. I don't know. But it was, um, that's a lot. Super challenging in a mountain in Montana. And it was beautiful. And I love being So are, are you wearing, can I ask you about your gear? Are you wearing like hiking boots? Are you wearing tennis shoes? Do you have shorts on? You bring your water? Like no, what's it, it like? it was, uh, I think 45 and like 40 mile an hour wind gusts. Like we got blown over a couple times and we had to like crouch down and we had, um, hiking poles and pants. Okay. I actually had a little puffer down coat on. It was cold. We had gloves and a hat. It was chilly. And we were up. Because of the elevation. Elevation and just the cold weather. And when okay. you're near Glacier National Park, it doesn't even open until be- beginning of July because the snow is still covering the roads. It's that cold there. Yeah. And we went in. The, I didn't know we that. Went okay. in the 1st of June. So that was just a cool adventure, fun girls time away. And then I just went to a conference in Tampa on health and freedom. And that was super exciting. I heard some great speakers and with, with some friends there. So I've been traveling a lot, which is yeah. so fun. Um, but now I'm home. <laughs> And um, regrouping and, yeah, glad it's summer. You know, I just think what's really cool is that after lockdown and quarantine and when things are opening back up, that so many of the things that you just named are so you. Instead of like, yeah, this is fine. Oh, you know, I I could take it or leave it. Literally in the spirit, that crisis thing is you. You will swoop in for a fire or tornado, a hurricane Mm -hmm. in the spirit right now. Like you literally go to the person of trauma and know how to bandage in the name of Jesus and what to do, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool that in the natural, that's what you're being trained to do as well, because you will bring that part. And then the I liked the part about the climbing. I think that's a metaphor for how much higher you're going to go in this next season, you know, and be able to go higher than you knew Mm -hmm. and to get those voices to calm down and not be, because as soon as that happened, like you said, and also just have somebody walk alongside you. Mm -hmm. You walk alongside so many people. So for Liz to just be like, okay, we'll take 30 steps or whatever. I just think that's really fun. And then the the Tampa thing and the conference um, just kind of, a little bit more of more learning. You're a mm-hmm. lifelong learner, right? You know what I mean? You just never stop. And I think that's important for all of us. Like we said in the beginning, we don't know all the answers, but we know the one that holds all the answers and we know how to tap into what is he saying to keep in step with the spirit. What's what's our move now? What should we do? What shouldn't we do? So anyway, that's just me having commentary on what you did, but well, that's really cool. That was all so purposeful. And to me, it's really in vain with who God, it's in line with who he made you to be and how he wired you. That's so good. It feels like a culmination of a whole bunch of like years of training, years of experience, years of recovering from trauma, how I can help. So it it definitely does. And I'm passionate about health and I'm passionate about the freedom in our nation and the freedoms that are being taken from us and just how to fight as a believer and to stand up for those things, to not Mm. lose our rights. And uh, I think the church and the body of Christ needs to stand up and and take a stand. So, Yeah. yeah. So step forward, Mm -hmm. don't retreat, advance, onward, onward, Christian soldier. Yeah, so good. Oh, I've been good. I really, I feel like, um, you know, we've had so much going on lately that's been celebratory. So you know that I wrote He Speaks and I really do try to sit down and listen. And one day 
I sat down and I wasn't, you know, in my chair very long. And I felt like God goes, are you ready for an avalanche of my goodness? So I'm like, okay, I didn't make that sentence up. I'm writing that one down. And I wrote down and I was like, yeah, I am. And then nine days later, we find out we're going to be grandparents. And then a little bit later, we find out that it's a grandson. And um, right after that, we find out some things in a situation that's been feeling really clogged and stuck, that there's some movement there. And I and I just like, because of that one sentence, I, he's, he's always good. But I just keep looking around going, oh, is this part of that avalanche of goodness? You know, and Michael bought a new car and we haven't bought a new car. We bought new to us, but we, we, some of it's like wise, Mm -hmm. some of it's stewardship. Some of it's just, do we deserve a new car? Are we being stupid? You know, all these kinds of things, but he bought a new car and I feel like that's an you know example of God's goodness. And then we have just a lot of new, fresh things. He finished a bathroom. You know, we've had people visit. Uh, Our son came back from LA. We get to meet his fiance. We, you know, have, we're just so much goodness and weddings. This is a season of weddings and I'm being invited to weddings and, and baby showers and wedding showers. And it's constant and it's, Every time I get one in the mail, instead of like, oh, I have this to go to, number one, we get to go somewhere and gather. I get to. Not I have to. I get to. I get to. And like dessert with the bride. And I went once and I was like, you know, I'm not really doing sugar this week. Well, I had every single thing they had out. I It's like, okay, not only do you go from no sugar to like I had to sampled everything was out. And it's some of them are like my daughter's friends and. Sweet. People that, you know, I've known since they were young. And I'm so excited that, you know, they still keep in touch with me. Sweet. I just feel really honored to be in, in their lives. It's So it's a really sweet time of celebration. We just had a wedding and uh, celebrated our son's engagement. And I went back home to Iowa. So I've just been busy, but not busy chasing my tail going what has happened, but just busy with a lot of really good things. And um, I'm really grateful. I'm I'm really grateful. It's like, there's so much good if we focus on good, you know, and then the, there's hard stuff, of course, but anyway, so I thanks for asking and happy birthday. I, I know Thank that you, you were out doing all of that during that time, but yes. you're just, you're just behind me like a year and a half, right? You I'm, just said 57. I just turned 57 and Woo-hoo! my oldest turned 30 and that seemed way bigger than 57. Um, <laughs> that just feels it was like, oh, it's a whole new decade. Wow. She is totally yeah. like a grown woman. Um, yep. but not in a bad way. It was like, Oh, this is awesome. So yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, I think it's good to catch up and I do want you to know that it wasn't just my one mentee. There was a couple of people, uh, male and female that have really enjoyed buddy time. So oh, once again, so I just, glad. I honor you because Thank I think, I, I think that we have something that's fresh when we're together. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think my thoughts, you think your thoughts, but they kind of ping pong back and forth when we get together. And um, it's it's a special thing. So thank you. I know you take your time and I love it. And I love that people are responding to it. You know, Gail, this whole real uh, real deal thing is more fulfilling than I knew it would be. Aww, that's so it sweet. really is. It's like I felt like God said, do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody out there is maybe wondering if they should start something, whatever it is. Maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they want to start making cupcakes for special events. I mean, it could be whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm being silly, but not really. Just start, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm still here in my closet right now. I mean, this is the real deal. I'm in my closet. But my nephew showed me his office. He calls it his closet office because of 
the lockdown in California, he's like literally in the stairwell piece and they put like a green screen and he's doing things for kids and education everywhere. And he said, welcome to my closet, my clothes. And, you know, it's his closet. I said, oh, wait, I should show you my Cludio because my studio is my closet. So you have a clothes. I have a Cludio. And, but it has changed my perspective a little bit because just because I'm in this Cludio doesn't mean that this isn't going out and people are being encouraged. And I am really, I love to help people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. I and mean, that's what it says on the podcast. But I have delighted in everybody I've interviewed, uh, everybody that I've interviewed and everybody that has shared their story and been vulnerable. And I feel like I knew they were heroes, but something about their stories going out, people are going like, wow, I can do this or wow, I can make it through this or I never know what I'm going to get. And then to sprinkle in my own talk sometimes and to sprinkle in buddy times, it's been a real highlight. So I love it. Thank you. Well, and I, I wish I could, I should screenshot it because I can see your shoes over your head <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Your very right. cute closet, Cludio. Yeah. But people come in. I mean, we could make a whole nother one. But people come in and they're like, there's something special in here. I said, well, I pray in here too sometimes. Yeah. So literally, it's yeah, like yeah. a well-seasoned Cludio. True. Yeah. Prayer Cludio. I it's love my it. prayer Cludio. It's all it. good. It's so but good. you know what? Let's go ahead yeah. and pick a question. You had one that was kind of buzzing in your mind. And, and let's just share our own experience on that and... You find the one that, just read it. Let's read it the way they asked it. Oh, jeepers. Okay. Do you have Or do you want to just get the jits of it? Oh, here. Okay. Um, Sorry. Two screens. Is it coming from the perspective of growing up? Mm -hmm. Is that the one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to read it? This one's from Autumn, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She says, coming from the perspective of growing up in an in-person world, how would you encourage our generation that grew up in the social media as their world's? Like, what is the best happy medium of using it as a tool for good, ministry, etc., and yet not getting sucked into the competition and fruitless, time-wasting most of it is? So she already has an opinion, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and she's seeing this, but that's a good one. It, it is a good one. Kind of why did that resonate with you as one we could talk about? Um, I would say two reasons. The first one is... Uh, I can, I can see where my personality can get sucked into scrolling and the time wasting and the fruitless, the fruit, the fruitlessness of it. And I, and I leave that time not feeling encouraged, not feeling energized, not feeling like I've learned a ton. I mean, like I've learned a ton, but was it helpful? Was it necessary? Was it good? And um, was I feasting my eyes? It's not like bad things if you were, if, I, if you looked at my Instagram, but I don't know. I can just feel my body shut down. I can feel yep. the heaviness and I'm carrying things that I don't think are mine to carry. And I, and then I can, it can cause worry and anxiety and exhaustion. And it's not good for our brains and it's not good for our eyes to be on screens all the time and EMF and everything that comes off of it's not good. And I'm not looking up and looking outside and enjoying the people around me. And I have to, I have to put like a timer on, like, I don't think it's bad. So I don't think I have to like never do it. And I think there can be really good things and there can be sites that are beautiful and that are encouraging. But for my personality, um, I think we have to put like a a bit, like a bridle, like it's almost Mm, like putting a bridle mm. on a horse just to 
just to direct it and guide it. It doesn't mean the horse is punished or tied down or not allowed to run and, and, and be a horse, but it, I would have to ask, is this really good? Is this helpful for me and for others? Is, am I engaging with the people around me? How much time have I wasted? Um, I think the other part of that, this younger generation, that the, the millennials, but then the Gen Zs who, who grew up with phones and with technology their whole lives, as my younger kids did, um, can they engage in a conversation and look people in the eye? Can they talk on the phone? Can they go in and talk with coworkers? Um, or is it all through text? Is it all through yeah. social media? Is that how they're um, communicating? And and again, tech, I text all the time. It's a great thing. Yep. But it's but it's like, mm, what's under that? Are you missing the human connection? Um, you can't get tone. You can't get the the enthusiasm. You can't get the vibrancy of someone's voice through a text. And and there's so many misunderstandings through text. And I don't know. I just want people, I go to the coffee shop and all these people are having coffee together and they're all on their phones. And I want to say, oh my gosh, can I just hold them for an hour so you can talk to each other and connect yeah. and really hone those skills of listening and really hone those skills of, of creating a space where people can um, vent or dump or express or, um, um, you know, emote. Um, can you meet someone where they're at? I don't know. I think I think they're, they're missing out on some of that. Yeah. And yeah. they're not looking out at, at the nature around them. They're not, I don't know. And I'm, it's not like a blanket statement that they're bad because I love millennials. I love Gen Zs. My hope is that they could put it down and connect. And that, yes, it can be a great thing. But it's like, then are you going back to look at how many likes you have? If you didn't get enough likes, does it affect Is it your how validation? You feel? Mm-hmm. Is, it, mm-hmm. is it your identity? Like, just questioning mm-hmm. yourself, like taking a pulse, like, Yep. Okay. Am I putting too much? Like you can put something out there and it can be amazing and it can encourage and it could encourage another young mom. I, I follow lots of young moms and, and they encourage each other in, in parenting and in discipline and potty training and sleep and all of that. And so like that could be a blessing, but are you looking for the likes? Do you need that validation? Is it, is it your identity or, or are you okay without it? Yep. Yep. So yep. I go on social media fast. I go on phone fasts as much as I can. Sometimes like last July, I did it for like six weeks. Oh, it was delightful. Yeah. I had so much free time and so much free brain space. So I think yeah. it's yes and both. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think that's so good that you, that you bring up the difference in how you're feeling, that yeah. we're self-aware enough to go, am I shutting down? Now am I feeling less than if I compared myself. I think we learn from each other. And that's why it's good to to have some of this where we get to speak to younger people and the younger people get to speak to me because I've learned things about technology through the younger. So it's like, hey, so-and-so, can you help me? Oh, you push this button. You send it this way. You copy and paste. I mean, literally, we can learn from them because they're savvy with everything technology-wise. But what about them learning from us about the opposite end? How do you do it without? So it so that it's not one or the other, but it's both and and both and beautifully done. So immediately I thought about how I do need people to help me, but could I help them? Like we when we were um, homeschooling our kids and they were young, I had February be a 
no technology, no video game, no computer, whatever at the time. That was a month. And so it was just, I picked February because it's the cold time of the year and we have to learn to do other things. Whereas if it was the warm time, go outside, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And February was the shortest month. And so I arbitrarily picked this because I had this sense that it, it, it was a constant battle of how much do I let my kids, now they're finished with school, should they be able to play video games, Wh- whatever, right? And so I did it so that they would know, what do I do if I don't do those things? Like, who am I? What should I do? What do I enjoy doing? Kind of like, do I have a hobby? Could I have a hobby? And so I don't say this to be boastful, but I say this as I just tried it. And we did it for a number of Februaries. I don't remember how many, but Grace and I learned to knit. We literally uh, had to go get a book at the library. And maybe later when we were done with our fast, we watched something on a YouTube or whatever. Andrew probably did his first album. I don't know if he's on album number eight. I don't know what he did, but he wrote his stuff for his first album. My son, Michael's an amazing artist and he did more art stuff during that time, laying on his belly and, you know, Mm -hmm. pen and paper kind of stuff even, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think I see the value of disengaging from it because you do something else. And that's what a fast is anyway, right? A fast that you're eating, what would you put in place of it? Would it be prayer? Would it be that you could go take a walk instead of making a meal? Whatever. Mm -hmm. We found that if we focused on what we were giving up, we couldn't do it. But if we would write down what are some things I'd like to learn, what are some hobbies I'd like to explore, when we we focused on what we were gaining instead of what we were giving up, totally different mind game. And it was, but I will tell you, <laughs> this is I am not making this up, and I'm not making fun of Amish people, but because they don't have technology and they don't always have lights and all that stuff, Andrew would call it Amish month, <laughs> and he'd be like, Mom, are we going to do Amish month this year? And I'd be like, Yes, and he'd be like, Oh, it's a whole month, blah blah blah. He's not really a complainer, but kind of just like to poke at me. And I kid you not, Gail, you know that we have that loft area in our house, lots of steps. So up in that loft area, there's windows. And Andrew was saying something about, is this, are we Amish? I said, no, Andrew. And I look out the window and there was an Amish guy and his uh, children coming by in a buggy by our house. And right in front of our house, the horse poops. I mean, he just stops so that it's like he didn't go by too fast. He stops so that the horse doesn't go during the time he's pooping. And so it was just like, eh, stop. And I'm like, look out the window. And I said, and I don't, we don't really have a huge Amish community. You know, I, I don't know, know where. It, <laughs> so I said, now just come look out the window. Now, you guys, this is not we're better than or worse than. It's just, just a comparison. This family is Amish. We are not. We're just taking a break and doing some things. So I thought that was funny. But anyway, so we learned a lot. I personally feel called to put out some positive content on social media. I feel like there's a uh, space that I have one-on-one with people. And then there's a different space that I have that goes out and broadcasts uh, maybe to a larger audience. But if I didn't get those little honey bunnies coming over where I just get to meet with people and it's one-on-one... I would wither on the vine. At the same time, I know that sometimes I post something and I don't go back and check, but later months, whatever, maybe it went to hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't have had hundreds of people over. So I feel like there's a space, but I would just testify that I can get sucked to go check, did did it get, and then I don't get um, sucked into checking on my own things. I will all of a sudden start scrolling. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And in 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 my talk about don't compare, don't compete, celebrate, and kind of just celebrating who you are, your uniqueness, I always use my hand like it's the phone, you know? Yeah. And so I say, pretend this is my phone. And I said, if you can scroll through and you can be like, oh, she has a new grandbaby. And oh, look, they're remodeling their kitchen. And this is so fabulous. She, they're in Hawaii. I said, if you can do that, celebrate away. But if you're like, I don't have new countertops in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Hawaii. She has so many grandchildren. I wish, you know, mm-hmm. I said the minute it turns to kind of, like you said, it, it affects you and it's mm-hmm. wiggling its way into comparison <clears throat> and competing mm-hmm. and you feel less than. No longer are you content. Now you are robbed of your joy that you had just five minutes earlier. That device has got to go down. Yeah. Because if you can celebrate, it's great. But if you can't, it's it's just going to take you down a spiraling thing into a black hole of whatever. So either rise above it or put it away and go take a walk without it, you know, whatever. So the last thing I want to share <laughs> is I did it wasn't my own idea, but I heard a woman who said she had a one night and this man was testifying that he went to her one night and the one night was where she gathered people that were in her sphere of influence, but they didn't all know each other. Mm-hmm. So she introduced them, and the one night, in, in my recollection, had certain rules. There would be one conversation, one person could talk at a time, mm. and there would be, uh, and it would just be this one night. We're just going to not be this ongoing thing that you have to come for, but one night. So I said, I'm going to try it. And I did. And I said, you guys, we're going to have one conversation so nobody is going to be texting somebody else because now you're on a separate ancillary off in the you know, yep. side conversation. And we're not all part of it because you're having a separate one on your phone that none of us know. And you start to chuckle and laugh or whatever, but we weren't part of it. And we're, so we're going to do one conversation. We're going to do one person gets to talk at a time. And it's just going to be one night. So later, when you look back, you can be like, Oh, you know that one night when we were hanging out, you know? So I said, but the rule is you have to submit your phone. I said, I've never tried this before. It's just an idea I heard about. And I said, and I I have this tray, this wooden tray from Guatemala that's kind of hewn out, kind of like rough. Mm -hmm. And I laid my phone on it and it goes across the first. I said, I'm going to be the first to put my phone on here. Nobody has to. But if you're willing to submit your phone, let's just see what happens. And there, honestly, Gail, there was one woman who kind of got the the heebie-jeebies. And she comes like, she didn't know when she came over and we're just going to have dinner and dessert that this is part of it, right? So she's like, her brain space was like, well, wait a minute, I wasn't warned. And she said, my husband is traveling from the Twin Cities back to Wisconsin. And I just feel, I said, listen. If there's a young mom here that has a babysitter, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her, you can go back over to the hallway where I have this and check something, but just like on your person, let's try to not have it. And I said, you do not have to submit your phone, but if you would surrender it, then your heart will get a try at this. It's up to you. And I didn't want to force anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, she turned it in. Her husband never needed help. I think somewhere in the middle she looked and same with the little gal that had a babysitter. But most of them were 20s, 20-somethings. And uh, I think the thing started at, um, I think it started at 6.30. They didn't leave till midnight. Good for them. Wow. And we never had trouble making conversation. Or And they asked me to do it again. 
And I realized they were hungry for something they didn't know they were starving for. They had an appetite for something they didn't even know they were malnutritioned in. Mm-hmm. Like literally, it, me, my, myself too. You know, I wasn't distracted. So this one gal brought a cheesecake sampler thing, you know, like Costco will sell the turtle and the regular mm-hmm. and the strawberry. And so we were cutting it up and we were like, try, and then everybody else was up in my loft area a few steps up. And I said, why don't you grab the spoon out of that drawer? And from above, somebody yells down, one conversation. (laughs) Because we were having a little bit of a sidebar because we needed to prepare the dessert. But it was really sweet. Wow. It was really sweet. And I think of this sweet little gal that was there that doesn't always enter the conversation. And she mainly listened. But I called on her and I said, you know what? I appreciate this one time. One conversation, but there are some of us that can dominate. Do you have anything you want to contribute? And at first she said, no, I'm fine just listening. But later, mm-hmm. she she didn't raise her hand, but later she said something like, I know what I want to share. Mm-hmm. And it took hours, but she just opened up. So good. So I didn't even think about that when when this question was asked. But it is an in-person world, and it was a really, really fun thing where there wasn't this. I And I liked Autumn's way of saying fruitless time-wasting because not all technology has to be, but it can be. If for me, for me, I can realize I lost an hour. Where did my hour go? I could have done X, Y, and Z during that hour. For you know? sure. For sure. Yeah. I have one more thought. Yeah, tell me. And it. It kind of like is the opposite of what I said earlier, but I agree with you. There, there needs to be a presence of the Lord, of all things that are good, um, of hope, of encouragement um, in social media because it's so full of the world. And I just think it's really important that, that it can be used for good. And there, it needs to be out there and people need mm-hmm. to be able to find it. Cause I know people that have, they've seen a little, they've stumbled in the middle of the night and saw a little YouTube on something and they were thinking about taking their life and yep. they didn't, and they got hope. And all of a sudden it was like, if no one had put that little video out that they stumbled across, yep, they wouldn't be here. And so I don't know. I, I think it can totally be used for good. I think it totally be used by the enemy and um, it's just like taking a pulse and a heart check of how it is affecting you and those around you. And as if it's a life sucker or an energy giver. And um, yeah. And not to compare. I think a lot of people compare their marriages, their children, their yeah. beautiful homes. Preach. And, and it can, it can um, just be a thief of all joy. So, yeah. 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 I, I do think comparison is the enemy of joy and and contentment. But so Paul in scripture says, you know, that everything's permissible, mm-hmm. but not everything's beneficial. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, yeah, you can like, you can be on social media. You can, I, I am mm-hmm. at the same time. I realize it may not always be beneficial. And that may be from day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. Is it beneficial or not right now? Mm-hmm. Am I choosing to do that over talking to somebody live. And now that we're able to be together, maybe the lockdown really did give us an eye-opening. You know what? We're made to connect. We are made to be with people. And isolation 
you can become used to it, and it's almost odd to get back to being with people. But you will feel some fulfillment that you can't get another way when you connect to another human being because God has wired us to be together. He just has. So there's there's a there's a um, happy meter that yeah. goes up yeah. when you're able to really be with somebody. And I'm going to call back to the buddy time, probably our first buddy time, where you talked about the gal that just invited you over for a salami sandwich or whatever yep. it was. Like you didn't care. I didn't you just care. wanted to be together. Yes. And, and I've coached a bunch of people and talked to a bunch of people about how they've come out of COVID with social anxiety. And um, it it get you can get it healed by, by practicing it and stepping out and taking those chances and getting back out and mm. reusing that muscle. So get out. Get it's out so and get good. connected. Get out and get connected. And the, the other thing that I think is kind of interesting, Gail, is... We we tell our kids things like you need to go up and ask for ketchup at, at a McDonald's or you need to order by yourself when the waitress comes. Like literally, these are things we have to teach ourselves as you get older. And now it's like, well, maybe you need to be retaught something. Maybe you need to get back into the swing of something. But that's okay. Just have someone over. Just ask somebody if they want to meet you, whatever. But there will be a benefit for connecting with somebody, for sure. The the other thing that I wanted to touch on when Autumn asked this question about Mm -hmm. could it be time-wasting, I read this. It's not my own thought. But typically, like in a magazine years ago, there'd be like the the cover page and then the two page spread. And then when it ends, there's like a little icon down at the bottom, page 97. And it's like, maybe it's got four little squares. However, the magazine does it. They let you know you're at the end of that article. Otherwise it says, see more. And you maybe have to go past all the recipes. And then you get to like page, you know, 152 where you get it right with scrolling. There is no end of the article. There is no end of the feed. And if you follow a lot of people, you won't get to the end. You won't You won't necessarily go, oh, this is the ones that I was already looking at from a day ago. And because of that, it's mindless and it's endless. And that's the reason for it is that advertisers and everything can be on there. I get it. But maybe, like Gail said, maybe a timer, maybe a something. We... Like a city without walls is a man who lacks self-control, it says in Proverbs. Like a city with broken down walls, you're able to be penetrated and overcome and destroyed when you don't have self-control. So you have to control yourself. It can't always be a parent that says you can only have this much time or your spouse. Guard yourself, guide yourself, and regulate and control yourself if you know it's a problem. Well, it actually releases dopamine. So when we have, it's like a little hit of dopamine when we get those, when we scroll and it's like, we crave dopamine and it, it's no different than a drug. So again, where are we getting our high from? Where are we getting that rush from? And it's like, oh, yeah. it could be in so many different healthy ways. Yeah. And, and to really, there's no high brain. like the most high. There's it, no high <laughs> like the most high. That's what I always say to people. And they're like, would you ever do drugs? No, there's no high like the most high. And they're like, whatever. <laughs> There is no, there's no drunk like drunk in the spirit either, but that's a whole different That's a whole other podcast. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So it's good. Use it with, you know, thought, thoughtfulness. Yeah. It's like mindful eating. Like, are you eating mindfully or are you eating mindlessly? So it's very yeah. similar. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. So good. Well, I think 
you know, we didn't explore this one to the nth degree. Like, wh- how how did we feel as parents when our kids were on something? Were they as obedient? Were they as quick to obey? Were they more combative with each other? Like, literally, there are some things that when you've had too much of it, you don't act in ways that you wish they would act, you know? And I would take some of that back now if I could change things. The kids' computers, they opened them up, and it would scroll across. It would say, do you have the freedom to be on here? And what that meant, and I don't know how that got programmed. Maybe my husband did that. We would say, you know, mom, can I go out and play? Do you have the freedom to play? In other words, have you finished your schoolwork? Have you done your things? Whatever. They knew whether they were taking advantage or whether they had accomplished things before they got the freedom to do that. And I think about that when I pick up my phone. Mm. Do you have the freedom to be on here right now? Kind of like... Is there something that later you're going to say, I didn't have time to do whatever? Oh, I didn't have yeah. time to get all... No, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. You didn't have the freedom to be on that. You really could have whatever it is. That's fill in the so blank. so good. Because sometimes I use it as a procrastination or like, ugh, I'd rather just, you know, do this than what I really need to be doing. So that's super... That's a great word. Because yeah. we are free and it's not all bad, but yeah. Right. What Good choosing. Yeah. And I just think too, with the, with the kids, it's just, if I could do things differently, like our kids grew up, um, well, my older two didn't have phones until they were way older, but cause that was just the day, the day and the year, but, um, the younger ones grew up on technology and, um, it was really, it, it's, I can see, I would do it differently. As, as a grandma or a mom, a woman speaking to younger women, I would limit, I would, I maybe they say many, many brain people say not to have a child under three on any screen at all for their brain development. And it's like, wow, that's hard to do because often it's, yeah. it, it's how we get through the day. And, it, but I'm just, oh, I just, oh, I would, I would advise against as much as possible yeah doing other things and you know what it may not be popular right. one of one of my young moms she just she had a she had a blog and she had a photography site and she was posting all the time and her content was so good like was it good absolutely was it good for the people she was influencing yeah was she becoming an influencer yeah but she was not around her kids yep. and she just knew this tug was real mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i just honor her for making a hard decision and doing something she can always get back to it later it's not it's not evil in itself it's just right. you know what's going on in your own heart so judge and trust we're to keep in step with the spirit if the spirit is not dancing in that direction don't drag him around go where he's going you know and listen and obey kind of what he's prompting you to do because you make wise choices you have the mind of christ you know who you are like all those things are there is just no one size fits all, but whatever your size is, Cinderella, wear that shoe, you know, do it. I, yes, totally. I, and it was, it reminds me back of my time in Wisconsin where, I mean, I wasn't on social media. It was, you know, year 2000, but I was at church and doing ministry all the time. And the kids would be like, where's mommy at church? Where's mommy at church? And so I was doing good things, but at the cost of my family. So I would say that it wasn't, it was still the same heart behind it. Like I thought I was doing good for the kingdom, but at the cost of my family, it's very similar now with social media and time on our phones and all of that. It's the same, it's the same, same ick. Um, 
I'm not above it. I'm just speaking from my own regret or my own wisdom of like, oh, if I could do it again, I wouldn't do that. And I think part of it is that young women feel that they need to be something or produce something or um, accomplish something. I don't know if it's an identity thing. I don't know if it's pressure from society. I don't know if it's they feel unfulfilled. But there's so much value in what they do day to day with their children and with their husband and with their home. Um, I just want to encourage them that yep. it has tremendous long lasting value, like eternity value. Amen. And um and and that you're enough doing that. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're you're enough. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. You, you yeah. not because you got so many likes or because you've got so many followers or any of that. It's just how do we get our validation? Where is it from? Is it the source of God saying, "Good job, you're you're my favorite, and you haven't even uh, put your feet on the floor out of your bed yet"? I just approve you now. I approve you before you've done anything. And there's all these sort of like rules, like. I went to this wedding. I went to the shower. I did all these things. And I thought, well, I can't post them now because they're four days ago. I'm like, well, where do I get that? Do you know what I mean? Like, where do I get that? (laughs) Or do I have to write a big, long thing with it? Or can Mm -hmm. I post a picture and be like, this was a couple days ago? Like, there's sort of, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's all these things that exist that we're putting a yoke on ourselves that isn't real. Mm -hmm. Or who says? You know, I like right the very beginning lie in the garden was God goes, who told you that you were naked, mm-hmm. but you can take that as who told you that, who told you that you couldn't post it past whatever. You couldn't post a, a memory unless it's throwback Thursday. Who told you that? Right. It's like, do, do what God is guiding you to do and, and don't get your validation from outside sources. He is validating you before he even Spun the double helix of your DNA. He loves you. He designed you. So anyway, we could go into that. That's the heart behind my whole identity piece. But I think we kind of covered that one. What do you I think? Know. I think we can check that one off the list. We can check that one. <laughs> we, can, we didn't solve the world's problems, but we sure have something to say. No, but I do think it's important. And if we had young people with us today, uh, younger than 57 and 58, we would still say these same things. I wouldn't change a word I said. I'd yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself and don't don't like have condemnation over it. Like if today's a new day, God's mm-hmm. mercies are new. Like don't be upset about last Thursday when you spent too much time on it. Just try again. Mm-hmm. Try again. Do it. Well, and I think of I think of Kendall, my uh, shoe designer daughter. She put out some pictures of some shoes she designed for her final project at Fitum, and it a, a company reached out to her because of it. And so that is the way that kids are being, young people are being marketed. The businesses are, their products are being marketed. So it's not all bad. I mean, people aren't right. sending paper resumes anymore. It's just, right. know, we do have to, we do have to evolve with, with the things. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because my son, Michael, there was a design firm that was following his social media thing for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just saw how gifted he is and then mm-hmm. called him in for an interview. So yeah, it, we do know that. And you and I benefit from different people that we read their content or they gave a prophetic word or they put out a little video. I mean, I feel called to do it, but I do not want it to be, I'm doing that before really spending time with the king. 
before really hearing his voice, worrying about everybody else's voice in my head first. Nope, it, it can't take precedence. So anyway, okay, so that's good. good, right? That's so good. So that's good. a wrap on that one. I yeah. think that uh, I really appreciate your perspective, Gail. You always Thank give me you. fresh insights and thoughts okay. about that. Of course. We just have a heart for people. Yeah, and we love young people. And there's yeah. no judgment. Like, there's no judgment. So, no shoulds. There's no should. You know, I wrote a blog one day called, Do You Should On Yourself? And Michael oh, yeah. did not I... want me to title that. And I'm like, honey, we all do that. I should do the laundry day. I should, I should, I should. And really, what's God asking of me? Love mercy. Walk humbly with your God. You know, the be, yeah, anyway. That's good. All right, I don't think we should tackle another topic because mm -hmm. we will go too long. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, so people, here's what you can do. We do have a list of questions, and Gail and I will answer some different questions that mm -hmm. uh, obviously you don't know what they all are. We get to just pick. <laughs> um, but we'll answer any one. If you want to put something on for the real deal, if you want to put something on uh, her page, my page, if you want to ask a question of Gail Novak or Rachel Inouye or rachelinouye.org, ask it. And if you felt like today's was helpful at all, in not a judgment way, but maybe a helpful nugget way, because we don't want to live with regret. We just want to move forward. Um, pass it on to somebody. Yes. Hopefully our buddy time will help some one of your buddies. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Love it. All right. Can I ask you to pray for people? And I'll just yes. pray real quick. And just know that God loves you out there. And we just we just love to talk to the king and pray. So we're going to do that. Okay. Lord Jesus, we just come before you today in this podcast and whenever people listen to it, that um, they would be drawn to you. They would hear your voice. They would know their identity is in you and not what man says. That they are free. I just ask in Jesus' name that you would bless each listener. You bless their families. You bless their hands and what they touch and what they mm -hmm. produce and or their children, their legacy. Lord, I ask that we would just stop and think, do I just need to put this down and be present? Do I just need to look outside? Do I just need to go for a walk? Do I just need to pray? Do I just need to connect with a friend on friend. phone or FaceTime and not through text? God, we just we just humble ourselves before you. And we love you, and we worship you, and we praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. God, I too thank you for this time. I thank you for Gail. I just pray you continue to bless her in all of the endeavors that you have her going in. I pray that you would give her favor in this next season with the things that she's equipped to do, the places that she will be called out to be present in. I pray that she would always... Uh, bring your presence, Holy Spirit, in such a way that she is able to help in crisis and able to help people who need her, that they, she would be Jesus with skin on, that you continue to bless her in that. Thank you for her recent birthday and another year of life, God. I just speak life over her. Life abundantly is what you call us and say that we can have, and so I just bless her with that. And God, for our listeners today, Father, I pray that there would be a sense of I make wise choices and I can move forward that you would bless knowing that scripture says that you decide the exact times and places in which we are to live. And so, you know, what generation we're part of, you know, when we would grow up, where we would be living, you know, it all. And so you can equip us, God, to navigate these times that we're in and ways that we learn things that we know. And so I just bless each listener, God, I pray that he or she would know that you 
are designed, you have designed them and you have a design and a plan for them. So I just pray that there wouldn't be any sense of if I don't play the game or if I don't obey these rules or if I don't do it this way, my life will not advance. My purpose will not be fulfilled. That's not true. God, you are bigger than how we go about that. And so I pray that you'd bring connection for people that may need a job connection, that you would bring friends for those who are lonely, that you would bring a spouse for somebody who wants to uh, be married, that you would connect us without just being connected to the internet or social media, that you and your divine connections would make connections that only you can make, and we will give you the glory and the honor for it. So thank you for what you're doing in the world. Thank you for the things you're shaking up so that the things that are immovable and unshakable are even firmer in our minds and in our experience. We love you. I just pray a blessing on each listener in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Rachel, I want to pray one more yeah. thing. So I'm just sure. feeling led to pray um, just protection over your whole family. I just pray yes. over you and Michael and your home. And um, Lord, I just ask that you would just put a just a big shield of protection around them as she is um, boldly stepping out on the internet and putting things out there. And um, Lord, I just ask for protection over Michael and Amy and their baby and um, Andrew and his fiance Crescent mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. Grace and Lord, we yes, just Lord. pray protection for all the inaways. And we just love them and we lift them up before you and just ask that you would just send all your angels to guard and protect and war on their behalf. It's by the blood of Jesus I claim these things. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'll take that. I'll receive it. Yeah. Okay, honey, I love you so much. We'll do another one of these. And I know there are people out there listening. So you guys, thanks for listening. Share the podcast and definitely these buddy times. We'll do more of these little Titus to the older women teaching the younger. Because I'm an older woman now. (laughs) 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 All right. Love you, friend. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.